At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is our number two of the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Femi and Bebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here. You are listening and watching the VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And we're going to get to our guest here in just a little bit here. But Wes, you had a play in these 1 o'clock baseball games. we got about five games here, first pitch momentarily. What are you looking at here in this 1 o'clock window? Yeah, the only 1 o'clock game that stood out to me was the Anaheim Angels, or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, rather. <laughs> their, uh, their proper name, I still call them the California Angels. But nevertheless, against the Indians here. And Reed Detmers, the numbers aren't really pretty when you look at him. Uh, 704 ERA, 570 on the XFIP. So those aren't pretty numbers. It's kind of a little bit more of a go against of Tristan McKenzie, who last Sunday was carrying a perfect game into the eighth inning and has really found his stuff and kind of discovered out of pitch. He got sent down to AAA for a brief stint, 214 now in August in terms of the ERA. But you look at the Indians right now, they are 25th in the league against left-handers. So... That maybe puts a little feather in Detmer's cap. Uh, only allowed one run on just three hits against the Astros last week with six strikeouts. So the hard hit rate has been high. But this is a young guy that I think is kind of still learning how to pitch at the big league level. But the market kind of seems to feel the same way and likes the Angels here against the Indians. So it has gone down from about 130 to about 
plus 120-ish. I think it's 110 here at BetMGM, but you can find about 120 in the market. Got a couple of young guns going at it in Cleveland, so we'll make sure to keep an eye on that game as Wes is backing the, the, halos. the halos in that action. But joining us now, we have Jeff Stoneback. He is the director of trading at the Mirage. Jeff, it's the first time we've ever spoken. So uh, my name is Femi. Nice to meet you. But uh, first of all, we just want to kind of touch things off off the base. We're inching closer and closer to the football season here. And I'm sure you guys are seeing that kind of reflecting at the betting window as we get closer to the gridiron kicking off things. Yeah, um, I mean, it's uh, uh, amazing how uh, quick this comes around. And uh, just uh, next week, we'll have the uh, college games here. And in a couple weeks, the uh, NFL kickoff. So, yeah, football uh, is in the air. Uh, You know, obviously, we've got the uh, preseason going now. Uh, Preseason has been pretty uh, good for the players. About the only time the players bet the uh, under is uh, in preseason. And obviously, these games have been going under, so they've done well. So, But, uh, yeah, uh, just right around the corner here, it's uh, it's a big time of the year. Jeff, uh, you've been uh, mentioning, obviously, the preseason. We know volume is going to be, obviously, lower in regular season. It always is. But it seems like the the general betting public and the casual players have gotten involved. But when you see these line moves, it doesn't take as much money to, obviously, move a number, whether it's a side or a total. And what we kind of saw this week with a few exceptions is – a lot of these games were getting bet more to the over, kind of trying to go against what we saw last week where Hall of Fame game went under. It was 13-3 and three overall to the under last week. And then it started with three unders. Now we're finally going to get an over here in Chicago. By the way, updated score, Bills 41, Bears 15, 529 left to go in Soldier Field in the fourth quarter. But we're seeing these numbers move uh, in terms of the over because – I've kind of thought that this was a little bit tricky now with just three preseason games, Jeff, because some teams are going to use this week as dress rehearsal. And then next week, you're going to see some teams use this as dress rehearsal. So it's been tough to get a gauge on this. But like we we say, you know, in preseason, it's not data driven. It's really info driven. Yeah, and uh, like you said, it's uh, it's uh, data driven, and this year has been tougher for uh, not not only the uh, the lines makers, uh, but as far as the betters too. Is uh, who's going to be playing what? What are they going to use for? Like you said, the dress rehearsals. Usually, it was at week three that uh, all the uh, starters would play, and uh, you know this year and and last year we didn't have much of a preseason, and uh, this year a lot of the teams aren't even uh, playing their starters at all uh, really in in the three game uh, preseason. So it has been tougher to make a number. The numbers are a little bit more volatile and like you said we do take uh, less uh, uh, lower limits on uh, these games and uh, quicker to move them so you know obviously you're going to see a lot more uh, volatility in the uh, line moves uh, in the preseason than you do on a uh, regular season game when the games are uh, the numbers are solid Jeff Stone back here joining us uh, of director and trading of the Mirage Jeff I know you, you guys are talking about the preseason and everything but I know a lot of the recreational betters are eyeing the regular season they might be eyeing those futures bets any interesting or popular futures bets you've seen in the NFL here is, you know, people are getting more and more excited for uh, the regular season to get underway here in a few weeks. Well, we've been talking about the Buccaneers every week, and uh, they're still on that Buccaneers bandwagon, taking a uh, lot of tickets on the Buccaneers to win uh, the Super Bowl. They're seven to one right now. Obviously, the Chiefs, uh, the favorite at nine to two, and uh, they've taken uh, a lot of tickets there too. Uh, Browns is a big uh, one uh, for us, a big uh, liability. Browns have been uh, popular every year, even uh, when they haven't had a uh, good team. So now that they uh, have a, a decent team, uh, you know that's a 
uh, many more tickets written on them. And uh, just like uh, now that uh, Aaron Rodgers is uh, solidified that he's coming back with the Packers, uh, we started taking a lot of tickets to get on the Packers. So I uh, got some liability there. And then uh, here in uh, Nevada, obviously, uh, we've got uh, uh, the Raiders. The Raiders are 80-1, to 1 and uh, just a lot of people taking a uh, shot with the home team. So we've got a lot of liability on the Raiders also. Jeff, in terms of divisions, I know that you guys have this up at BetMGM, also the player awards, season wins, a very full menu. If you want it, BetMGM has it up for you to bet. But let me ask you about kind of the move that we saw this summer, and obviously it was information-driven because Carson Wentz was going to be ruled out about 5 to 12 weeks, kind of a wide uh, spread time frame there, not exactly 7 to 10 days, but They've been reporting Carson Wentz maybe could be back for week one, but probably it's going to be sooner rather than later. It's going to be closer to the five than it is to the 12 in the other extreme. Have you seen now that that has been reported? Has that come out to say, okay, maybe it's over adjusted on the Colts or is it pretty much kind of status quo right now? I believe you have Titans basically 11 to 10 minus 110 to go ahead and win this division Colts to 150. Have you seen any comeback on the Colts now that Wentz looks like he's going to be back sooner rather than later? It's been pretty much status quo, uh, taking a little bit of money on the Colts. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, once uh, we made that adjustment and, uh, you know, people until uh, they realize whether he's going to uh, uh, come out what week or whatnot. Uh, so it's been uh, kind of quiet there. But, uh, yeah, not much movement in that uh, division uh, or in the, uh, since we've uh, uh, readjusted it when uh, the, the Wentz injury. Jeff, what about the awards market? You know, MVP is a very popular bet to to get involved with or rookie of the year you know we got five first round uh rookie quarterbacks so i'm sure the offensive rookie of the year has been popular anything that you're seeing that's interesting or seeing a common theme in the individual awards markets in the nfl uh well uh, uh matt jones has been uh very popular he's uh 10 to 1 uh you know uh in uh the, he's, he's played pretty well here in a couple preseason games so people are taking a shot on him that uh, he's going to end up being the starter and uh, so we've taken quite a few tickets on him obviously trevor lawrence uh the favorite at uh, plus 325 um he's taken uh, quite a few but uh zach wilson also uh is uh, uh taking uh, quite a, a few bets on i'm talking about the offensive rookie of the year so uh, uh those uh, uh those three right there for the rookie of the year we've taken a lot of tickets on them uh for the uh, mvp obviously uh Holmes is the the leader in tickets written there, but uh, popular also is uh, Tom Brady. Just you know, I guess you can uh, tie it into that. Uh, everybody's on the uh, Buccaneers bandwagon again this year, so uh, Brady's been uh, very popular for MVP, and uh, uh, obviously uh, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson is uh, taking uh, quite a few uh, bets at uh, twenty to one. So we do have a little bit of liability on uh, you know we do have a, uh, quite a bit of liability on Brady and a little bit on uh, Russell Wilson. Jeff, uh, college football, uh, I, I don't know how we do this. This is a debate on this in terms of do we do the week zero or do we just <laughs> kind of include it and say it's like week one, you know, basically, which I kind of like to do. But we do have those four games that are going to be here on August 28th. That'll be next weekend. And then the real full slate gets going Thursday night on September 2nd. Anything that you have seen so far in terms of, I know you had these lines up for a while, a little, you know, month, month and a half, couple months now. These numbers are getting up earlier and earlier. It used to be a few, several years ago, you wouldn't get week one college football lines until like maybe a week and a half or two weeks before. But now these are up so much because obviously games of the year go up. So have you seen anything get bet early on this week one card that has stood out to you? 
Well, when we spoke last week, I was saying it was pretty quiet and that it should start heating up. And uh, we did take some uh, uh, bets uh, this week on a, a few games. Uh, Virginia Tech was a, uh, a bet. Uh, they were take, uh, they took the six and a half uh, against North Carolina. That's down to five and a half now. Uh, big one was uh, K-State. Uh, they were getting a point and a half from uh, Stanford, and uh, they are now a two and a half point favorite. That was a big move uh, earlier in the week, as was uh, – uh, another move was uh, Mississippi over Louisville on the uh, Labor Day game. That uh, game, uh, we opened it up at uh, seven and a half, and that game uh, uh, went up to uh, nine and a half. But uh, yeah, K-State over uh, uh, um, uh, Stanford was was a big move this week earlier. That's interesting that you brought up uh, a sharp move for Virginia Tech there, because you know North Carolina is seen as one of these teams that. This is our year, and a lot of hype around Sam Howell for the Heisman, and everyone's excited about what that team can do. Mac Brown there in Chapel Hill. Uh, are you seeing a ticket count high for North Carolina, or like these teams like UNC or Iowa State, kind of these teams that aren't traditional powers that maybe that this is the year if they're able to put things together and make a run in the college football playoff? Actually, the ticket count really has not been that high on them. Uh, I think it's, you know, the the public, uh, you know, has to wait and see with uh, some of these teams like uh, Iowa State. Uh, I think they're in the top ten this year for uh, who knows. I don't even know if they, I've ever known them to be in the top ten. But uh, I think uh, people uh, would like uh, these teams that are ranked highly, uh, much highly than they usually are, to uh, get a few games under their belt to actually uh, become believers and uh, before they start uh, backing it uh, with uh, some money. The uh, main event on that week one college football slate, Saturday night, September 4th, is going to be Georgia and Clemson, two f- top five teams in Charlotte, North Carolina. And right now, seeing BetMGM, I believe, has three and a half, or actually it's no three minus $1.20 on the Clemson side. A couple three and a halves out there, a couple threes out there. Saw some four and a halves out there earlier this summer. Jeff, do you expect this is going to be a two-way action game for you? I know Clemson is the championship team. We talk every week, Clemson gets bet, Alabama gets bet, Ohio State gets bet. Do you expect this is going to be pretty two-way and 50-50 for you guys? Uh, actually, I think it will be a, uh, a two-way game. It, right now, uh, it is uh, uh, trending as a two-way game. We've got uh, equal action on both sides. So, you know, and you got a uh, a number here, three, that uh, obviously you don't uh, move off of until uh, you're really forced to. But, uh, yeah, so that, that, like you said, that's going to be the key matchup this weekend. And, uh, you know, we did open the game at uh, three and a half. We're at three minus 120 right now. So uh, we have taken uh, a little bit of a Georgia money. But, uh, yeah, I expect once it's game kicks off that uh, we should have a good two-way action on it and uh, not really have that big of a decision on it. Jeff Stoneback joining us here, director of the Mirage, director of trading. Uh, I want to transition to baseball. We have a couple scores here. Yankees defeated the Minnesota Twins 7-1 and the Tampa Bay Rays defeated the Chicago White Sox 8-4. Baseball obviously is, is the boys of summer. Everybody knows that we get it every single day. But with these sports like NFL, college football, I mean, we have a big fight weekend this weekend. Uh, when these sports start to kind of get ramped up, do you see baseball take a step back or what does the baseball handle look like kind of late August going into September as those pennant races or those division races rather kind of get heating up? Yeah, baseball, uh, unfortunately, does take a drop back uh, in about August. Uh, 
once uh, you know the preseason football starts, people get ready for it and uh, the football, and, and then it, it does make it a little bit tougher too uh, in in August because you've got teams that have uh, you know the buyers and sellers, and uh, the sellers are uh, really uh, weakened. I mean, look at the Cubs now. So you have a lot of large favorites going uh, starting in August, and uh, the favorites, uh, unfortunately for us uh, lately, have, uh, have been doing pretty well. But uh, you know, you've got uh, uh, it's not uncommon now to have a three dollar favorite. Uh, on a daily basis, we got one today: uh, Boston over uh, Texas, uh, minus three and a quarter, and then uh, quite a few games that uh, you know we've got. Uh, uh, just looking at the scanning over, there's uh, three games that are with a two-dollar favorite. So it does, uh, you know, people don't like to really uh, uh, bet it as much, uh, you know, when you've got those uh, large favorites, and then the football's coming around the corner. So uh, baseball does definitely take a drop uh, in August, and it is a little tougher for us too, you know, because uh, less people betting it, and when they do, they, you know, they're betting those favorites, and the favorites seem to, uh, you know, cover more when uh, in August uh, when uh, the, the, those other teams have kind of like bailed out and see what their prospects look like. Final score in Chicago, Buffalo Bills 41, Chicago Bears 15. Coaches shake hands, so Bills and over get there. Jeff, uh, continuing on the baseball theme, wanted to ask you, like when we get into September, now when we finally have the games and it's game week where you're going to take most of your action on week one football, when you're still having people betting baseball, do you find it's basically the sharp guys that have been pretty much been betting it all season? So I always find that that's interesting when you look at the moves, when you're not getting as much volume once football is starting for the general betting public and a lot of the casual bettors in the masses, where the moves just seem a little bit more sharp in September on the baseball board. Do you guys find that as well? Oh yeah, it's definitely tougher because once that football does start, you know people kind of just back away from baseball until the the playoffs begin. So you know because they don't have those the what you call the recreational betters in betting the baseball, our percentage of sharp money is much higher in September. So the money the the lines you know the the professionals dictate the lines much more in September, and you know it's just. August and September are, are, are pretty tough for the bookmakers in uh, baseball, but uh, you know the general public doesn't really like to get involved again uh, once until October, once the playoffs begin. Jeff Stoneback, Director of Trading at the Mirage. Jeff, we appreciate you joining us here this afternoon on the Green Zone. Uh, Jeff, thanks for all the knowledge, and uh, have a good rest of the Saturday. Thanks, you too. Thank you, Jeff. All right, that was Jeff Stoneback. Interesting stuff there. I mean, th- that baseball st- it's sharp. If it's coming mm-hmm. in in September, yeah. you know that it's coming from somebody who knows yeah, what they're talking about. these guys about. that really bet this all season long are going to continue to bet it. They're not just betting it for action. They're betting it because it's a specialty. So that's what I often find, Femi. You get a lot of sharper moves in September. So if you see something moving, it's not, you know, just a bunch of general bettors that are yeah. moving that number. Pay attention. That's why we are here. Wes Reynolds, Femi Bebefe, this is the Green Zone presented by MGM. You're listening and watching to it on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. We'll be right back.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back to the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Wes Reynolds, Femi Bebefe here at Circa Sports in this beautiful facility at Circa here. It's downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And we got some plenty of action here going mm-hmm. on. We had some baseball just wrap up. Yankees and Rays out in the AL East, they won. So now we got some more baseball games. We'll get to that in just a bit. But we'll start off with the Northern Trust. Let's go out to Jersey City, where John Rahm has once again taken the lead out there in the third round. It's moving day, and Rahm is moving. The U.S. Open champion from earlier this year is at five under, now has a one-stroke lead on Cameron Smith, who just had just tore up the course mm-hmm. out there in Jersey City, going 11 under on the day. But John Rahm, we spoke about him earlier at the top of the hour. Just, hey, this is his tournament to lose almost, and He's uh he's playing some great golf. Yeah, number one in the world and rightful tournament favorite. But I was a little lukewarm on him this week because I thought, okay, this guy, he did come off another co- positive COVID test, and that forced him to withdraw from the Olympic Games. He didn't play in Memphis a couple weeks ago in the WGC. So I thought, yeah, maybe knocks off a little rust here. Play solid, doesn't win. But right now, 17 under par. He is your current leader. By the way, this final round, not going to take place tomorrow because usually Brady Cannon and I would be talking about it on the green zone and giving you live updates all the time. We're not going to have it because of Tropical Storm Henri. So they didn't play 36 a day, so they're going to have to have a Monday finish. But John Rahm right now, BetMGM minus 185. The second choice on the live betting board is actually Justin Thomas, who is one of my guys this week at 13 to 2. And he is currently at 13 under par in that cavalcade of players tied for fifth. Shane Lowry already in the house with the 62 today, 13 under. Victor Hovland, Justin Thomas. Thomas, Tony Finau at 13 under. The guys in between, as Femi mentioned, uh, the mullet man from Australia, Cameron yeah. Smith, 11 under par, shot a 60 today. Had a look at 59 on the 18th, did not make it, but he is currently in the house at 16 under, right now plus 750. How about Harold Varner the third, Five under on the day, 14 under. You know, we had a great day on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, you know, had a, followed up with a pretty solid day on Friday, but five under today. We were to- talking about during the break about that, that PGA championship when he was paired with Brooks Kepka. Yes. Kind of fell apart there in that yeah, final Beth Page, round. Yep. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't great. Beth Page got the best of him that day. But uh, but Harold Varner playing some great golf here, and he's he's in the mix just a few strokes back. You know, he's kind of a frustrating player because he is such a good ball striker. But then again, it's like, have I ever seen him make a putt when he really needed to? And today he's actually gaining on the greens, gaining about a stroke and a half putting. So if Harold Varner does that, he's, he's going to be winning because his iron play is really spectacular. And you mentioned Varner currently at 14 under, fourth outright. Varner, by the way, one of those guys, because the top 70 are going to play next week at the BMW. We're at 125 yep. this week, and they cut it down to 70. So the top 70 going to be eligible for that. Harold Varner was 72nd in the points coming into this week. Right now goes up to 33rd. He and also Eric Von Royen, EVR, who just won a couple weeks ago for the first time on the PGA Tour at the old Barracuda Championship, which used to be the Reno Tahoe Open up here in the northern part of the state. 15 under par, 9 under on his round, another 62 posted. So EVR was 76 in the FedEx Cup points. Now he's 25th. So the way the leaderboard goes, Rom 17 under, Cameron Smith done for the day at 16, EVR at 15, Harold Varner the third, 14 under through 14, Shane Lowry in the house at 13, Vic Hovland, Justin Thomas, Tony now in at 13 under. Not in, but still playing. Real quick, you mentioned Tropical Storm Henri. How is this Sunday break? Because we know they're not going to play the final round until Monday. Yeah. How does that factor into things when you're handicapping it going forward? Because 
it's not the traditional yeah. four straight days. Now the yeah. guys have a little bit more time to think about where they are heading into that final round. It's probably easier for the players than it certainly is for the betters, and and especially the guy that uh, writes the golf pieces here at VSN <laughs> because he would like to have this finished on Sunday so he doesn't have to wait for a Monday round to be completed and then wait for bookmakers to price it for a Tuesday morning deadline. But I digress, Femi. So, uh, you know, it's probably easy for these guys, and plus you don't have a lot of travel. I believe the BMW is going to be in Maryland next week, so not far travel there from Jersey City, New Jersey. But, you know, it probably affects the guys that are really playing well in terms of the fact that, you know, you got momentum going. When you're playing good and you're feeling it, you want to keep going a little bit. So, uh, you know, usually when you get these guys like a Smith or a Van Royen who post this round, usually when you shoot that low of a round and you gain so much, like you gain like four or five strokes putting on a round, more often than not, that's going to regress. Putting, I think, is the most uh, unsustainable. It has the most variance. So usually, like in round four matchups, I'd want to fade those guys. But right now, John Rahm, the tournament favorite, top of the leaderboard by one over Cameron Smith. This is a safe space for you to air out your grievances. It is. PGA. <laughs> it is. It is. But uh, look, uh, Tropical you Storm know. on Ream, Mother Nature had other ideas. What can I, you do? I get it. But. Uh, yeah, it's just a little bit of a tough finish when you got to do it on Monday. What can you do? We'll try to get you caught up on the baseball action. We have a new slate of games that just got underway. Also, we're previewing some of these night games in the NFL here, a full preseason slate. It's Wes Reynolds. It's Femi and Bebefe. You're watching and listening to The Green Zone on VEASAN, presented by BetMGM. Now that the NFL preseason has kicked off, it's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and college guide. Reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Uh, Femi Bebefe, Wes Reynolds here on The Green Zone, presented by BetMGM here, coming to you from the wonderful and magnificent Circa Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. Speaking of NFL, Wes, I mean, we've talked about a lot of NFL so far, but, I mean, we got 10, 10, 10 games on today's mm -hmm. slate. What, 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 what else can you expect here? It's glorious. It's getting us prepped preseason for everyone, including us, as we inch closer to those full Octobox red zone days coming right. up here in a few weeks. Cannot wait for that. But the 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock window games, these are a little bit later on in the slate here. Still have time to get these bets in. But start off with the Governor's Cup down there in Texas, Houston and Dallas. The Texans taking on the Dallas Cowboys. This one opened up, I believe, Dallas as a three-point favorite. Got as high as four. But now we've seen a little bit of buyback on Houston. It's down to three and a half now. Total has ticked down a little bit from 36 and a half to 35. Anything stand out to you between the Cowboys and the Texans down I, there in Arlington? I, we were talking about this off air earlier, and I yep. certainly would lean to your side in terms of the Texans. Uh, David Culley in an absolute I awful mean. situation. <laughs> uh, 65 years old. This guy has been coaching in the NFL since 1994, so he is an NFL lifer. And the poor guy looks first head coaching job. You got to take it. It's like, okay, this is probably going to be my last chance or my only chance. But 
Then again, it's going to be the Houston Texans this year, and obviously the situation not pretty down there in Houston. We don't know if Deshaun Watson, more than likely he has played his last down, if you believe John McClain of the Houston Chronicle, and I do, and I think he's one of the deans kind of of NFL beat reporters. So if he says that, I think it's going to be true. That organization has been a mess. I mean, January 2020, remember, they had the Kansas City Chiefs down 24 to nothing in Arrowhead <laughs> Stadium, who eventually won the Super Bowl, and then they came apart 0-4. Bill O'Brien got fired as head coach and general manager, brought in Jack Easterby, who nobody liked in the organization, traded DeAndre Hopkins, and now J.J. Watt is gone, who is essentially the face of your franchise in the community. Deshaun Watson, obviously, the -the off-the-field issues with the civil lawsuits. So we don't know, but David Gulley, you know, is trying to make the best of of a very bad situation. Tyrod Taylor looks like he's going to be the week one starter. Davis Mills, also they drafted out of Stanford in the third round, so maybe he sees action during the regular season. But this defense does bring back seven starters, but they were 30th in DVOA last year per football outsiders. Made a lot of transactions. So what's the plan in Houston? I mean, if the plan is, okay, we're going to plan to be bad so we can draft like Spencer Rattler or Sam Howell. At least that's a plan. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not obviously going to get you much this season. But I think when you look at Houston – this is probably one of those spots where if you can get it as high as you can get it, I think you got four. It's three and yep. a half right now. Look, they're going to try to win this game because I think they know in their psyche. I mean, this is the time of year where everybody's optimistic. We're all zero and zero, right? We're all O and O. We're all equal when we're really not. But <laughs> if in the Power Houston case. suggest otherwise. <laughs> yes, in the Houston case. So it's like we got to win as much as we can. So I would certainly be leaning to that side. Obviously, Dak not going to go. He was getting a second MRI, so there's starting to be a little concern if Dak is Mm -hmm. going to be ready. And we actually saw that materialize, I believe, for that week one line. You have Dallas and Tampa Bay. Now you're seeing some eight and a halves in the market. I thought somebody had nine earlier, but eight and a half is the high I see in the market down at the South Point, uh, our other studio here at Beeson, Michigan Control. And, you know, that's what you're seeing because usually that would be kind of the spot to maybe go against Tampa Bay in the opener because, okay, it's ringing banner night. The other team is like, man, that should be us. Or we feel we, we want that to be us. And, you know, these guys get a little fat and happy and like, okay, you know what we accomplished. And it's like, okay, we got to turn the page for a new season. But now with Dak, his status, you kind of worry. And that's why you're seeing that reflected in the market. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing coming out of Dallas Cowboys camp is just the shoulder strain issue with Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. That McCarthy is vague on it when asked right. about it by the media. Right. Uh, Dak Prescott keeps saying it's just load managing. I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But that's you expect every player to mm-hmm. say that they're fine. Uh, these guys are NFL guys. Of course they are. But it's it, if he's not healthy, because we know that Dallas team is totally reliant on that offense. There's not many... Many people expecting much of the defense there. No Dan Quinn, his first year, uh, he can't be worse than Mike Nolan, what we saw in 2020, but still there's not high expectations with the Dallas defense, especially losing defensive tackle Neville Gallimore, at least for the early portion of the season. We'll see how they're able to try to get pressure up front. But I, I think this Dallas team, I mean, the whole NFC East is just, it's not a good situation. I mean, I, I, personally, me, I've already bet they're under mm-hmm. nine and a half. I just, mm-hmm. I don't see it. Um, I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan, full disclosure. I, I, I love rooting for the Cowboys. I'm sure I'm the first Cowboys fan you've ever met in your life. Um, <laughs> and I, I love this team. I love Dak Prescott and everything. No no confidence whatsoever in Mike McCarthy and right. what he's brought to the table so far. But 
If Dak is not right, this team has no chance of being like a 10, 11 win team right. in my eyes. And we're already seeing that reflecting in the market. Now, maybe he is healthy mm-hmm. and they're just leading mm-hmm. on us to believe something else. But as of right now, I'm not seeing much faith in Dallas. And I think even healthy, this division is still wide open. It was kind of a battle of attrition last year that the Washington football team ended up winning. And a lot of they people backed into it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people kind of like Washington. Obviously, you got to love their defense. It's very good. But I think maybe some people are a little bit too high on Washington. I know, and I like Ryan. I know we all love Fitzmagic. He's a journeyman. This is his ninth team in 17 seasons. So all of a sudden, a 38-year-old guy is going to go ahead and take you to the next level. And the team I'm kind of looking at with these DAC health concerns are the New York Giants. And I know a lot of people don't like them, but Daniel Jones, they got him some weapons. They got him some more receivers this year. It's a pretty solid offensive line. If Saquon is back healthy, that obviously gives them another dynamic. The defense was at least mid-pack and should be improved this year. I think the Giants are kind of that live team. If you want to go against the grain, if you want to go against Dallas and you don't think Dak is maybe right, I think the Giants are right there. I don't think there's as much separation between these teams, except for Philadelphia, and I don't want to be prisoner of the moment in the preseason, but they don't look very good. I I might lean Philadelphia. I might might lean Philadelphia. You You know, the head coach Nick Sirianni said being smart, number one thing about being smart is knowing what to do. That's that's what he said. And they're going to have systems in place so that the systems make things easy. Hopefully the system (laughs) involves protecting your quarterback better because they didn't do that with Carson Wentz last year. But Jalen Hurts gives them, I think, a different dynamic. And Carson Wentz kind of reached the end of the road there in Philadelphia anyway. I love them on the offensive and defensive line in a division that is not very good, not great quarterback play outside of Dak, I think they could be a little bit sneaky. We'll see here. Maybe Sirianni Coach of the Year. They win the division? Never know. Never know. We'll see out there. Stranger things have happened in the NFC least. Definitely. Definitely indeed. What a division that is. We'll preview more football coming up. Also, we'll get caught up on baseball as well. It is the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. You're listening to the VSIN Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. summer heats up so does the sports betting action at BetMGM. sign up now using bonus code vsin1000 that's vsin1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to one thousand dollars place your bets on all the exciting showdowns in mlb mls and more sports from around the globe and when you register with BetMGM, you'll also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options player props and daily boosted odds specials from breathtaking goals to colossal home runs the king of sports books takes every play to a new level of excitement simply download the betmgm app today or go to betmgm.com and enter bonus code vsin1000 to get back up to $1,000 on your very first wager. New customer offer, paid and free bets, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. It's Femi Bebefe, Wes Reynolds, coming to you live from Circa Sportsbook. It is the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. We're just going down the card here for the NFL week two slate. We touched on Texans and Cowboys. I'm on Houston plus four. That line right now, three and a half closing line value. We're hoping 
but we'll see how that one unfolds down there at Jerry World. Moving along, your Indianapolis Colts, Wes, taking mm -hmm. on the Minnesota Vikings in the Twin Cities out there in Minneapolis. Uh, what's your read on this thing, looking at the odds board? I mean, I don't see uh, – I believe we're, we're expecting Kirk Cousins. He may or may not play. We'll see how that one shakes out here. I've got to find the game here right now. Yeah, it's a, right now Vikings a two-point favorite. It opened as a pick. And that total has stayed at 37, so maybe it's momentum of Cousins getting his first snaps of the preseason. We'll see how that unfolds later this evening. Yeah, last week, that Femi, uh, Mike Zimmer obviously not happy with this team's effort, but also the fact they didn't play like 33 starters, basically. Yeah. I think they were, I think Warren Sharp had this list out or somebody compiled it for him where it was like, okay, how many starters of each team sat out? I think the Rams were number one at 38, and that's going to continue. Sean McVay is going to play nobody. Minnesota only 33, but he was not happy. And what happened is the Denver Broncos, it really didn't move in terms of the first half. Our own Mitch Moss here, who hosts Follow the Money right here in the mornings on VSIN, he pointed out, uh, he saw a tweet from Courtney Cronin, who is the Vikings reporter for ESPN. He's like, and she said, you know, all these starters are going to sit out. And you didn't see, you saw the line move early in the week in terms of the full game, but you didn't see the first half line. The first half line, I think, was still like minus one. Because sometimes the first half markets can be very slow mm -hmm. as opposed to the full game markets. And you've got to be able to look at some of those derivative markets, not just full game side and total. So, nevertheless, Denver goes in and absolutely destroys Minnesota. Broke Drew Locke looked good. Teddy Bridgewater looked good. Pat Sertan the second had a pick six. Kirk Cousins did not play. So, you saw that get bet from about pick to like two and a half. I think it's one and a half, two pretty much market-wide, couple two-and-a-halves out there. So I'd expect a better effort from Minnesota. On the Indianapolis side, you're going to get a reverse, and Frank Reich talked about this a couple weeks ago. Last weekend, Jacob Eason got the starting reps basically last week, and then Sam Ellinger came in and played mostly the second half. It's going to be a little bit of a reversal where Ellinger is going to go out, and then Jacob Eason. If Wentz is not available, I do expect Eason maybe has the slight edge in terms of that job. Just a, another year in the system that obviously a rookie like Ellinger drafted in the sixth round out of Texas does not have, but the one thing that did concern me, and the Colts really moved the ball. Both quarterbacks moved the ball. Ellinger, even though he did have an interception, both guys really did well, I think, moving the ball on Carolina. I worry about the protection. That left tackle, I'll say it again, Jacob Eason got sacked three. You know, maybe Sam Ellinger, a little bit more, I think, of a mobile quarterback that can throw a little bit more on the run. Maybe he can avoid that pressure. But that concerned me a little bit about the Colts. Certainly would lean to the Vikings here, small on the money line. Yeah, Colts, their whole training camp, it seems like it's just been mired with injuries. Mm -hmm. I mean, both the same foot injury, it feels like, with Carson Wentz yeah. and all-pro guard Quentin Nelson. Uh, the season outlook on these guys, I mean, I was not high on this team entering the offseason. I've never been really a Carson Wentz believer, and I think, honestly, it's a downgrade going from Rivers to Wentz. I think Rivers, mm -hmm. even though he wasn't peak Phillip Rivers last year, I think it's still better than what you'd get out of Carson Wentz. I know the offensive line will be better than it was in Philadelphia, but still... Wentz, I mean, I'm not expecting Frank Reich, who I believe is a great coach, to put some magic fairy dust and turn Carson Wentz into a quarterback who he was in 2017 when there was kind of some third down variants playing in his favor. But th th what's your read on this Colts team? I, I mean, it's an AFC South division. Talk about wide open. I know we joke about the NFC East. I might argue that the AFC South might be the worst division in football with the teams that we have there with Tennessee we're expecting a little bit of regression. Jacksonville, who knows what Urban Meyer and those guys are doing down there in mm -hmm. Duval County. Houston, mm -hmm. we already talked about how they're a mess. W what do you think about this Colts team 
they start with a just a yes. gauntlet of a yes. schedule as they enter 2021. It kind of reminds me maybe in terms of being cautiously optimistic a few seasons ago. Remember when they were like one and five out of the box with Andrew Luck, and then they won, I think it was like eight games in a row. The season uh, schedule, as you mentioned, both of the games are at home, but they're an underdog now against Seattle at home simply because of the Carson Wentz. You had a line flip. They were a small Mm -hmm. favorite there in week one. And then they have the Rams coming in. Then you go to Tennessee. Now the Colts' last two seasons, it's been the road team winning both games. They've won in Nissan Stadium, and then Tennessee has come and returned the favor at Lucas Oil in Indianapolis. So you've got Seattle, L.A., Tennessee, Miami Dolphins on the road and the Baltimore Ravens on the road. That's three straight road games. By the way, all of those teams had winning records last year. So that's a tough schedule before you get Houston at home at San Francisco, Tennessee at home. It gets a little more manageable kind of in the middle of the schedule in November. So this is a team that I think may start out slow. This is not a team I'd necessarily recommend. Okay. Bet the division now, but if you have adjusted divisional odds and even some books that might have adjusted win totals, I would wait to go ahead and attack that. I kind of lean if you say, okay, are they going over nine or under nine? I lean over nine, but I think that's probably the right number. So I'm not necessarily betting that. I would wait to see if you get adjusted win totals throughout the season, because I do think that this team is going to get better. I think a lot of that is getting Eric Fisher back. And can he be what he once was in Kansas city? Of course, Chris Ballard, part of that KC front office that did draft Eric Fisher, but You look right now, that left tackle is an issue, and obviously Quentin Nelson, when is he going to come back? I would assume. I never bet against Quentin Nelson at all (laughs) because he never – I think he missed maybe one game at Notre Dame. I never bet against him. This was a guy that had a really good season last year, and he was hurt. He had some back problems, had some hip problems, and still performed at an all-pro level. So I would say – He's got a better chance to be back week one, week two. So this left side right now is just beat up. You've got Will Holden and Sam to be Manning left tackle. They did not get the job done last week. And also Quentin Nelson obviously beat out. He's number three left guard on the depth chart. So the right side, certainly the stronger part of the line right now. But the defense is very good. They were a top 10 defense. They re-signed Darius Leonard. DeForest Buckner was very good in his first year in the trade from San Francisco. Quiddy Pay. There's a lot of expectations on him. He was the 21st overall pick, first-round pick this year. They need a pass rush, and that's really, I think, what has helped held the Colts back is that they cannot get enough sacks on the opposing quarterbacks, and that's why you get a lot of these holding penalties and you get a lot of these, you know, five, ten yards here from these defensive backs because they're not getting any help from that pass rush. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a great point there. I think market entry with this schedule is the biggest – takeaway from this Colts team. It's mm-hmm. like you if you're gonna bet the Colts that you're a believer, wait till October, yeah, like exactly. you said. Just get in there. You're probably gonna get a nice price on AFC South or maybe that adjusted win total there. Maybe even if you really believe Super Bowl, I mean they might be sixty five to one to win the Super Bowl if you wait until October around that area. And to your point on that division, look, I understand why Tennessee's the favorite. They they do return from an eleven and five team. They won the division last year and it was a tiebreaker because what really hurt the Colts is you lose to Jacksonville in week one, and that was the only game the Jags won that year. The Jags, by the way, I do think are going to be better. Maybe six and a half is a little high on the win total. would certainly lean to the under. I don't think they're going to only win like three or four games, but I do think just by having more talent and just somebody new in there, because they had, you know, Doug Marone, it was basically done down there. So I think at least getting Meyer in there, 
gives you at least some optimism and potential culture change. They do have a little bit more talent now on the offensive side of the ball. So I do think they're going to improve. Houston, I have no idea. I have no idea how bad. Join, they, join the line. <laughs> could this be a historically bad team? I, I oftentimes lean to know because I'm like, it never is as bad as we think. It's never as good as we think. But there are people out there that do believe this could be an 0-17 team. I'm going to say no and put the kibosh on that because I think, you know, they've got enough pride to win a couple games, you, you would think. But I have no idea what is going to happen to this Texans season. Yeah, the circuit does a great job here of putting some alternate win totals there. Yeah. Only thing that's stopping me from taking an alternate under is just the Watson uncertainty. We'll see how that kind of yeah, unfolds. Yeah, it's like I don't think but he's going to play, but what if he does? If he does. Then you're like stuck with it. Yes, exactly. But if but if not, I mean, I'm seeing two, maybe three wins max on that schedule there. But as we move along down the board, Vegas Raiders, the hometown Raiders here, they are out of town this week because we got some big fights happening and a SummerSlam that's happening in their mm-hmm. Allegiant Stadium here. But they are at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. We've talked about how Sean McVay and the L.A. Rams, how they approach preseason. They think it's just nonsense. We're not going to risk any of our stars. I think Sean McVay says that I'll have to be dead if Matthew Stafford is ever going to play in the preseason. So the Raiders opened a three-point favorite, now a six-and-a-half-point road favorite. We've also seen the total tick down to 33-and-a-half, opening at 37 earlier on. Any read on this one here uh, between the Raiders and the Rams? Yeah, the uh, silver and black uh, moved out of Allegiant Stadium for John Cena and Roman Reigns (laughs) in the main event tonight for the Universal Championship in WWE. So Raiders go to SoFi Stadium, and they went out there and had some practices, had some skirmishes, I was about to say, the Raiders might have been trying some of those moves in that joint practice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, A little Superman punch uh, from, from Roman Reigns. But... Uh, obviously, you look at the Rams, they are not going to play anybody, and that's, I think, why this line has moved. Perkins and Duck Hodges were 50-50 basically last Saturday in terms of snaps. I would expect the same. Raiders in their own part, because I went to that Raiders-Seahawks game last Saturday night. Raiders held about 25 guys out, so I don't know if they're going to go with all of their starters. One thing I will say against Seattle, it's hard to say with the twos and threes, they were more physical on both sides of the offensive and defensive line, so that's at least a feather in their cap. It's moved too much. I'm not going to bet this game. John Gruden, 7-2 and two in preseason games since coming back to the Raiders in 2018. We'll see if that improves tonight. A pretty good chance that they end up winning because the Rams, they might try to go backwards in some of these drives here with the way they approach preseason. But we'll get to the final game out in the Pacific Northwest when we return. You're watching the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. It is VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.